and try this again. Welcome back to the Me and My Cat podcast, where we try investigating the most unsolved mysteries and the most paranormal things that happen in the world. Today, we'll be investigating this one case called The Boy in the Box, or also known as America's Unknown Child. Several theories have emerged, but the mystery of The Boy in the Box remained unsolved for nearly 60 years. I almost said 30, sorry. And today, we have my very best friend, Alyssa joining us. Alyssa, would you care to say hi? Hi. <laughs> All right. So, would you like to read the first part? Oh, yeah. Hold on. It might take a while. I have a speech impediment. Oh, my God. That's mood. Don't worry. It's all right. <laughs> in the Ivy Hill Cemetery in Cedar Brook, Philadelphia, there is a headstone that reads, America's Unknown Child. That is kept almost entirely covered in stuffed animals donated by local families and visitors. The child was found dead and alone in a box that no one could identify him. The case of the box, of the boy in the box, has stumped police for over 60 years and still today leaves hundreds of unanswered questions. In 1956, a muskrat hunter went to go check his his traps that he set near a park just north of Philadelphia. He moved through the brush and found a small cardboard box lying on the ground. Inside of the box was the naked body of a boy wrapped in a plaid blanket. The hunter was afraid that the, t- the police would confiscate his traps if he alerted them of the box, so he ignored it and resumed hunting. God, imagine boys- seeing like a dead person in a box and you just don't go to the police the first thing. I know, right? Especially Man. a child. Dude, that's like messed up. Exactly, like, he he didn't even have any clothes on. Oh, yeah, I forgot the kid was naked. Yeah. We just read it. <laughs> forgot it. Um, I literally just read it. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, so several days later, a college student noticed a bunny running alongside the highway. The students knew there were traps in the area and stopped to make sure the animal was safe. As he drifted through the underbush, searching for traps, he came across the box. The student reported the body to them. The boy's hair was matted and seemed to have been recently cut as clumps it still clung to his body. The body was severely mal... I have no idea how to say that word. Malnourished. Yep. Malnourished and covered with surgical scars, most notably on his ankle, groin, and chin. The boy may have been... Er, may have had a chronic eye alignment. He had not eaten within two or three hours before his death. His cause of death was multiple blows to the head, the faded cheap flannel blanket he was found wrapped in, in either North Carolina or, I have absolutely know how to say that word either, but somewhere in Canada, I guess. I, I can't do that. Whenever it has like the word, if you have a word, you have the word Q, or not the word, letter Q in front of something, it's immediately hard for me. Um, like it that. was also last, I, <laughs> the same thing when you have like the letter X in front of a word. I know, right? It's so hard. Dude, there was this one person I met named like Xavier, and 
for some reason I thought it was an E. And why would you add an X to it? That's my question. How? So, like, the X, like, I don't see why it would start with an X. It should start with an E and then an X. Yeah, but it confuses me, but more confusing thing than names is this case. So, um, where was I? Can't. It also mass produced and shipped to multiple locations. So the body was in the box, but it got like all over the place. No, no, the blanket. Oh, oh, I'm dumb. It's okay. God, that would have been horrible. Who was the body? No, the body was left there. It was left there for a while, actually. How long was it? I I have no clue. Um, it was also mass produced, shipped to multiple locations. His esophagus contained a dark brown residue. It is possibly indicates that he vomited shortly before his death. Despite the fact that he looked abandoned, police fingerprinted him, hoping they'd find a match. Sadly, no one did. Over the next several years, over four hundred thousand flyers were sent out to Pennsylvania. Or the Philip Ah, hello. Philadelphia area. Yep, thank you. The Philadelphia area. As well as other towns in Pennsylvania. A forensic facial reconstruction was done. A drawing of a happy young boy was included in all the posters. Flyers posted in the police stations, post office, and even in envelopes at the gas bills. But still, no one came forward for information. The crime scene itself was uh, itself was searched several times, but apart from several times of children's clothing, a child's blue coronary cap and a child's scarf, and a man's handkerchief with a G in the corner. There were no leads to this day, and the boy's identity remains a mystery as it was in 1957. Would you care to explain our first theory? All right. Yeah, okay. The first theory was that in 1960, an employee of the medical examiner's office was told by a psychic that the boy in the box had come from a local foster's home. The police inquired about the boy at the foster home and found blankets similar to the one he had been wrapped in, hanging on the clothesline, as well as a bassinet that was sold in the same box that the boy had been found in. Furthermore, the police also noticed several blankets hanging on the clothesline, The same thing. Never mind. Yeah. I wrote Don't the same thing. I wrote the same thing on the document. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all good. The police speculated that the boy must have belonged to the stepfather of the man who ran the foster home, a man named Arthur Nicoletti at the time. Police elaborated further that they might have gotten rid of the child to prevent his stepdaughter from getting exposed as an unwed mother. Police, the police added their belief to this theory that the boy's death was the result of an accident. Interestingly, the psychic who led the investigators to the home had never visited the area before, despite the foster family immediately being ruled out. 
I don't know how I feel about that theory because I mean, I get that psychics are um, something that some people go to for comfort, for like speaking to the dead or something. But I mean, I've never seen a police officer or anything take them actually seriously. Well, because I, mean, it, I don't know. It was a really different time back then, and oh, true. And I think they took it more seriously, especially since this was a child going missing and they had no other leads at the time. And it was 1997. Yeah. I I just don't trust them a lot because I I don't know they I don't mean to like come across as rude, but they freak me out sometimes. Psychics? Yeah. I mean yeah, what they say can be kind of creepy, but I think I think that she could have led them to a lead, and since it was, like, such a long time ago, they didn't really have what we have now. So they could have had a lead that actually led to the murder, and they would have no, never known. God, imagine, like, the sidekick going, okay, now you just go to this place, and they, like, lead them to the wrong place, and they're just sitting in the background eating popcorn laughing at them. Oh, my God, that would be so sad. But, like... Okay, it turned out more funny in my head. It's okay. Sometimes your brain be like that. Hey, I can't attack it. Um, All right, I'll read the theory number two. Uh... A woman referred as only M came forward claiming that the boy had been purchased from her abusive mother and abused for several years in her own home. M claimed that the boy vomited after his dinner of baked beans. Her mother had banished, or her mother had bashed his head against the wall as a punishment. I mean, I've, I love baked beans. That's it. <laughs> um, then she'd attempt to bathe him during which he had died. The police intentionally followed the sleed as there were remains of baked beans in the boy's stomach. His fingers appeared to be in the water, or his fingers appeared to be watered, wrinkled, and those were both pieces of yeah, hello. They were both pieces of information that were never shared with the public. They were also encouraged by M's description of the body as a small hair had been recently chopped as well as an old testimony from a man who claimed he'd seen the body being placed in a box near the woods. Unfortunately, uh, police eventually led the theory side as they were unable to identify M's claims. After looking into M's background, they found a history of severe mental illness. They were attempting... Ugh, hello, I'm nervous. They attempt to... Yeah, Alyssa, I need help reading that. Okay, hold on. They, they attempted to corrob corroborate her claims with neighbors and friends. All, All of them denied had... ever Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay, you can go. Sorry, you sure? Yeah. You were okay. reading anyway. Uh, uh, he claimed, uh, her claims with neighbors and friends, all of them denied after seeing her died denied ever seeing a child in her home. The theory was eventually dismissed as ridiculous. Several other theories have been presented over the years, although some of them have been discontinued. It seems that the mystery of the boy in the box will never be solved. 
And that's America's known, unknown child that could remain that way forever. So if we got all the theories done, we could just talk about like how what's like your opinion on this? I'm going to include a theory that I think could be right. Or at Go least on. Yeah. A third theory. And the theory is that I think that the psychic did lead them in the right into the right area and that the woman known as M could have been telling the truth but since she had since mental issues were almost seen as crazy in this time that like they just didn't believe her because of that and since the she said the child was bought by her abusive mother so that means that that boy could have never even been outside since he was bought by this abusive woman so maybe that's why the neighbors and friends thought nothing of it and just thought that the police were crazy for even assuming this. I just, for some reason, if the neighbors never really saw the kid, I'm, I don't know, this might be a, like a whole psychological thing, but what if, like, in her mind, the kid actually never existed and she's just going through whatever illness, because it said in here that she had a whole line of mental illnesses and one of them could be like, uh, what's the word? Is it schizophrenia? Schizo- yeah, it's schizophrenia. Yeah. But like, to include so many details, like he even had baked beans and water, like water wrinkled fingers, and that's signs that the police had that no one in the public even knew. So she could not be making that up. All right, fair point. But then, man, I don't know. This case is confusing to me, and I'm the host of this thing. I don't know. I feel it was such a different time. I feel like communities would not turn their back on each other. So this, like, supposedly abusive woman was, like, well-loved, well-known in her community. No one else knew her for being abusive. I don't think they would even believe she did anything wrong. Okay, but that, <laughs> not in that kind of way, but it reminds me of me because everybody sees me as like um, the nice person. And then like somewhere you're just like, man, I can't believe those fools believe me or something like that. You know, what if yeah. she could be like telling a lie or like, you know, there's always that one thing where it's like the another side of you that you wouldn't expect for them to do. Like that. Oh, yeah. Like, almost like wearing a mask. This exactly. Woman, this woman could be, like, the sweetest person. Of, like, she could be seen as the sweetest person in the, the community. She could be helping out at, like, uh, she could be the helping out. Yeah, she could be doing charity. She could be helping out in her community. 
And no one would even think of her to be a bad person because of she of her doing these things for the community. And then she stabs the back. No, no, sometimes but man, this story is so weird. I think there was another thing um where they wait, no, I'm thinking of another story. Didn't this kid go missing like before the murder or something? Uh no one had any idea who he was. Oh, my bad. Oh yeah, then I'm definitely thinking of another That's story. <laughs> That's the point of hey, the story. Come on. Right. He was un- oh. America's unknown child. Hey, you know what? Maybe he was known before he was unknown and bashed in his face or something. I don't uh, know how I feel about this story. I feel like you did not pay attention at all. But <laughs> I paid attention. Come on. Uh, okay. Um. I think that he could have been known, like, if, I feel like if they took this mystery woman, M, like, she, they took her serious, they could have found out who this little boy was, because she sounded like she knew a lot about him, and, like, where he came from. I don't know, like, I'm immediately suspicious of, um, M, because how would she, well, she was the mother? She was the daughter. The daughter of the abusive mom. Got it. But then, if she was the daughter, wouldn't she have been able to do something, get the kid away? Instead of just sitting by and watching? Well, I mean, assuming that the mom abused the boy... She probably abused M too because, and that could be where all M's severe mental illnesses come from. She could have just had, she could have had depression or she could have had PTSD. Oh, fair point. Man, people are weird sometimes, but, um, all right, so. Um, do you have any, like, other theories that come off the top of your head? Let me think. I'm gonna think of some questions real quick. Um, anybody who's listening, we apologize for being dumb right now. Yeah, this is our first podcast. We're nervous and everything like that. Yeah. I I put all this research together in, like, one day. And I did absolutely nothing but sit here and look pretty. Yeah, Mike didn't do anything. <laughs> Come on. I started the podcast. That's at least a, a thumbs up. You started up. the podcast. Yes. Good job. Yay! I'm a hero! Okay. So, do you think this case is still open? Like, can anybody go investigate it? I feel like it probably, it's probably, like, semi-open. Like, it's not anything someone is, like, directly looking into at the moment. But I'm sure, like, if 
someone wanted to look into it in the police force, they probably would open it again. Just look out. I walk into the police station or something. I'm like, hey, give me the files on this kid. <laughs> Just go to the scene and everything. I don't know. That wouldn't work. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Would they be? Hold on. I'm dumb. I can't think right now. Um, I don't know. I guess the case really will just be a mystery. I... But if 4,000 flyers, how can nobody know this kid? There's like a whole bunch of people, but out of all those people, they don't even know this kid? But this whole town never came forward about this kid. So like, someone's definitely lying here. And I think it's the people at the... uh. The foster home. I think they're covering up the death, and I don't think it was an accident. I don't think they... it was an accident either. If the face was bashed in, and he was like, "Yeah, all that was... poor kid." If you see the pictures, his head is almost dented from yeah being hit against the wall, supposedly. Um, I don't know. Those pictures looked like he got a bat to the face or something. Well, I'm assuming he had been... We don't know how long he was there, but I'm assuming a few weeks because he wasn't like a week or two because his body was kind of still fresh and his hair was recently cut. I'd say maybe like He'd be there for five days. Yeah. Like, not a whole week, but, you know, halfway there. Yeah, like... I don't know. Maybe the town was, like, keeping a huge secret, and they didn't want anybody else knowing about it, so they tried covering up everything. And, I mean, if it remained unsolved for at least 60 years, they did a pretty good job. But it makes me think, what if the town all plotted this because the kid was, like, evil or something to them. And because, like you said, um, it was 19-something right now, and everybody was skeptical of something, like the Salem Witch Trials. Anything a girl did was immediately evil or something like that, and maybe they thought that the kid was evil, so they wanted to kill the kid and then cover it up for the greater good or something like that. Uh... I don't think so. You know what? I went too deep in that conversation. Uh, I don't <laughs> think the whole town is covering up this death. I think it's foster family. Maybe the family just went up to everybody. If you ever see this again, I'll kill you. And they just don't talk about it. Foster family. I don't know. Family's weird. I, like, the family still exists because, like, the whole bloodline or something. If you go up to one of the family members and say, hey, did you figure out who that dead kid was? Would they just answer? Wait, no, never mind. That wouldn't work because, you know, no last name, no first name, nothing. I, yeah. This, I feel like if we re- if people really wanted to, 
of course, these people still have like a bloodline, so we could always go ask the people who are living right now if they knew anything, like if anything was passed down, like information wise. Oh my god, wait. Um, have you seen that video where it's um, they reconstructed an entire like mummy for hearing their voice or something like that? Yeah. If they could do that, do you think they could do that with a body? Maybe. Maybe and they could. And they could identify whose voice it is. Well, actually, probably not, because they're dead. But you never know. I mean, if they had that technology back then, they would have, because even after you're dead, you can still make noise. You still have air in you for a while. Oh, so like a whale. You can have air and bladder. What is it? Bladder? Yeah, it's... No, no, no. Oh, yeah. It's like the vocal cords. And like you have oh, like okay. one last push of air. You want to hear something completely unrelated, but I've heard what happens when you die. Um... So, when you die, like, your last moment, you just, well, there's a few cases where, um, when a person is right about to die, they always have to use a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, but I kind of find it funny. <laughs> Imagine, like, someone about to get assassinated, and they say, you know, you just poop your pants, and it's, God, that would be so horrible. Oh, my God. Okay, I should have brought that up. This is a serious case. We need to take it seriously. <laughs> I can't. Um, we have four minutes left until the hearing ends because we're doing a whole 30-minute thing. Um, is there anything else you want to propose for the theory or something? Or just your opinions? I want to pr- propose that this is a whole cover-up by the foster care system that they had, and they probably paid the police off. That'd be a really rich um, family, then. If you could get an entire police force to stop investigating something, that's a lot of money. I mean, the the police system has always been corrupt, so... Well, let's uh, not get political. Um, ACAB. Alyssa. All right, you know what? You're right. But, um, the flannel blanket, I don't think anybody could be able to figure it out from where it came from. I mean, it's probably from a, you know, factory or something. Or maybe somebody just knitted it, but said that it was I feel mass produced, so maybe. Do you think they had uh police dogs back then? I um, don't think they did. I, hmm, I didn't think about that. If they had police dogs back then, the dogs would have been able to trace the smell. Yeah, but they also could have been able to cover the smell up with something else, like steak. Or like the herbivore. Yeah, but herbivore. No, Hello. No one was that smart back then. Hey, man, you never know. 
Well, assuming that it was the abusive mother, I don't think she would have covered anything up because probably no one knew about this kid. I have a feeling if I was this mother, I'd probably just confess because it's to me, it's much way better just confessing what you did wrong instead of just trying to hide and get away. Because, you know, justice is a justice. I'd rather have that instead of trying to hide the guilt. Yeah, well, usually criminals. Fair point. But that's my question. How do criminals live with it? How do they sleep at night? It's how can this person? I don't know. But how can this? This dude was a kid. He killed the kid. He or she, I don't know. He killed the kid, and then went to bed like a baby or something like that. And nobody ever figured it out. And also, that kid did better. Also, there was that that one guy who saw the kid being dropped off into the box why did no one question him more fair point maybe they just thought oh it's just the package maybe but like i personally would have questioned that do more because like if he could give like give the police what he saw like what the person looked like they probably could have found their criminal, especially if it was the abusive mom. But I don't think it was a girl. You said that it was a guy, didn't you? The guy saw the guy saw um the guy saw someone dropping some the kid off in a box. But they didn't the go gender in- is unknown. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't like look further into that. God, people back then are so stupid. I know. Man. All right, well, we reached our time limit. It was nice talking with you, Alyssa, and thank you all for tuning in on our kind of weird conversation. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening.